Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. I am so excited to introduce you to Garrett Martin today. His story is definitely going to inspire you. Hi, Garrett. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) I am excellent. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Of course. So, I tell everyone at the beginning of the podcast that this is going to be the fastest 30 minutes of your entire day. So can we start by you <laughs> telling my audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm originally from Louisiana. Uh, I grew up in a very small town called St. Francisville. Um, and kind of just how Louisiana works is it, we weren't ever inside. We were always outside playing around. Um yeah, just a very active kid, played the sports, and went to school. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Very cool. I grew up like that, too. When I was a kid, we were always outside. We were only inside if it was thundering and lightning. Other than that, my mom was like, go outside and play. It was just, it just, it was just what we did. Right. Even in the thunder and lightning, we were like, hey, let's go play in the rain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Daredevils down in Louisiana. Um, Something like that. So, yeah. So, Garrett, um, when you when I read your um, your biography, it looks like you took quite the route to get to decide that you wanted to be an actor and a model. So, can you tell me about growing up, like being in gymnastics and playing all those competitive sports? Yeah, sure. Um, so, my first sport I've ever played was gymnastics. Um, I did that for maybe four to six years, something like that. Um, I was on the team. I started out doing tumbling and absolutely loved it. Um, And then from there, we lived about an hour away from, from the gym that I was at and traffic was always bad in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And over time we got tired of doing it. The cost efficiency and everything was just a little bit too much for us. And I got into other sports like soccer and track and cross country. And plus I was starting to grow past five foot five as a gymnast. And I was becoming like five eleven, and it's really hard to do some of the gymnastics, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I started playing soccer, got into track, got into cross country and got a little tennis a little bit here and there. And yeah, did the whole typical high school varsity sports thing. <laughs> awesome. And then you went off to college, right? I did. I graduated from high school and I went to a school called Southeastern Louisiana uh Southeastern Louisiana University. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Um and I started <laughs> studying <laughs> biology and for some reason I wanted to be an ecologist and I absolutely loved the fact of me studying lions for a living for some odd reason. Um, and my main goal in life at the moment was to just hug a lion and work on a lion conservation for some God knows reason. Um, and then after that, I discovered that it wasn't my path because I'm lazy when it comes to lab reports and got myself into art. And that kind of led me down the road of art and design and finding that to be one of my passions. And then 
after a while, I knew I wanted to travel more, so I kind of took a small break, got into got into some trouble, <laughs> and okay. then found myself in Colorado, and now I'm here, and I I love art still, and I'm actually finding that the art of acting and modeling is a lot more my speed than graphic design. Okay, that's awesome. Well, first of all, I can totally understand one, wanting to hug a lion because I love lions. They're like <laughs> it's like my favorite animal. It's like the king of the beasts. So I totally understand right? that. So I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, everyone else wants to like swim with dolphins. So I think that um, you having a desire to want to hug a lion, I think that is amazing because I can understand that more than a dolphin. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because our school mascot for uh, Southeastern was actually a lion. So it was kind of a weird coincidence. Hey, that's a really cool. You you definitely need whenever someone asks you your story, you have to incorporate that because that is amazing. I love that. So um, <laughs> so now I mean it's just awesome. So um, so now you have discovered that you wanted to be an actor and you are in Colorado and you have, there's a good art scene there. So how does the whitewater raft tour guide person, like how does that fit into that? So um, during that time off, I was actually working three jobs. I was a tumbling coach for a cheerleading academy. I was working at Olive Garden and I was working at an outdoor store in Baton Rouge. And that was what I loved to do. I loved helping people on their next adventure, gearing up for camping trips and all that kind of stuff. And one of my good mm-hmm. friends that worked there, he went and trained for the whitewater rafting for the summer. And he unfortunately hurt himself, but he told me like, hey, you should definitely go do this. You would love it. Um, and the next day I was actually applying for it. And then the following week I got a call from the owner and I was like, okay, well, I'll see you this summer, and told my mom and dad, and they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I ended up making my way out to Colorado and just basically sleeping in a tent for three months and training and learning how to do that, and I will probably get to say that it's one of the best jobs I will have ever had, and I loved it so much. And from there, that actually inspired more of my acting thoughts. Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue. How did that inspire more of your acting thoughts? So um, I guess I can also relate it to my family. My dad was a theater guy. He played Peter Pan, The Lion, and The Wizard of Oz, and a few other things. And um, my family is incredibly goofy and would love making people laugh and entertaining people. And every time I was on the boat, I go as a kid or maybe some other family that was super fun. And if I had the the enjoyment of entertaining them. It was just so much fun. Um, it was just such a, a thrill to see the the impact that you were making and all that kind of stuff for them. And I was like, I could definitely do that. And then I started diving more into the, the acting scene. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. It sounds like it's in your blood. Oh, it is. I believe so. <laughs> awesome. And it, it sounds a lot less dangerous than trying to hug a lion. So I'm, I'm glad you've made a different career choice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Right. So um, what is it about acting that you love so much? Cause I mean, I, 
I've read your bio and you have, you've done quite a bit already. So like, what is it about acting that is just something like, you know what, I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life. Um, I, I really enjoy making people laugh, um, being a goofball and just kind of seeing the laughter that comes with people just from my comedy. Um, and then I've also discovered that I, I'm a very dramatic person in a way and people like to listen to what I tell them. And I feel, Mm. I feel that I have an impact on some people whenever I talk to them and that if I can do that through film or some form of digital media like that, then that's, and that's incredible. Um, And I've always wanted to be able to have that opportunity for people. Yeah. And, and, Let's talk also about gymnastics. I mean, I know gymnastics takes a whole lot of discipline. So how do you think that applies to acting and being a part of the entertainment industry? So it it helps tremendously, actually. I 100% believe that any form of, like, let's say gymnastics or dancing or ballet, cheerleading is an excellent way to kind of start a child's uh, sports career just because they do have that discipline of being able to be coached and being able to do this and listen and they have that formation uh, foundation, excuse me, uh, of how to move their body and just do awesome things from there. Um, but it's easy mm-hmm. to be able to learn routines from different things really easily. And then actually in high school, my French teacher was incredibly harsh in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And she made us recite French every week and for four years. So I was able to do monologues after that. And then I was oh, like, wow. okay, well, let's take the gymnastics side. Let's do the whole French monologue thing, and let's combine that. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's, that's actually, awesome. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. If, if you, um, I mean, it's it's so funny because I think, in, like, in my life, like, a lot of my harshest teachers were the ones, like, during the time I was like, I I can't stand you. But now, like, in retrospect, I'm like, thank God I went through that torture. <laughs> So oh, yeah, no, I, she was very harsh. She was a 100% German lady, and she was, you could tell, um, but she was awesome, and I, she was one of my favorite teachers throughout my entire schooling career, just because she was very motivated, and just, she taught everything I've ever known. She actually taught me more English in my French class than I learned in my English classes, which is really weird to, like, concept, but it's true. Yeah, no, I could, I could totally understand that. So um, yeah. let's talk about your acting credits. Like you've been, you've had a, a role in a feature film. You've done some short films, a TV pilot. Like, how did you find these opportunities in Colorado? <laughs> so uh, the feature film I actually found on uh, casting calls Denver um, that came up, and then I applied for it, went for an audition, and then. I got a call from the director and writer, um, Samuel Marco, and he was like, hey, we would like you to play Damon and every single someone. And I was like, "Um, okay, that's awesome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I found myself on the set of that. And back in December, we, back in December and January, we finished filming and hopefully around the beginning of summer and maybe a month or two, uh, I'll be on a screen and, maybe on Amazon or something weird like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, everything else has <laughs> kind of picked up here and there. And 
I think I actually found the TV pilot on Craigslist, which is kind of weird to say, but um, Michael Berkeley Stone, he was awesome, and it should be a very funny TV pilot. Uh, I did a short film for Madison Bounds called The Mumbler, which is a super goofy, super, oh my goodness, she's one of my favorite people in the world, um, super goofy little film uh, about just people mumbling and trying to make their way through life, and it it was super, so much fun. <laughs> awesome. So tell me about your experience on set. Like, what was it like being in a feature film? Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, this one was a little bit different. There was a lot more improv involved with it. Um, but it was fun because it was uh, how I describe it as like a twisted breakup film in a way. And there was <laughs> going to be a lot of, like, we ended up, Murdering a dog. <laughs> Not a real one, obviously, but um, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I like, half my listeners just but, aborted admission listening to this podcast from that. I know, I know, I, I know, I know. When I told my roommate that, she goes, oh. I'm like, oh, trust me, I'm not the happiest about it either, but you know what? It's happening. <laughs> um, but no, it was fun because it was just basically after an event takes place, uh, we all end up terrorizing kind of our neighbors and the city in a way and it was super fun uh, the cast that was with and the crew and everyone was awesome to work with and no it, it definitely was a I won't do this for the rest of my life kind of thing you know yeah that's awesome so did when you were on set were you networking with everyone like getting to know everyone and like kind of like talking to everyone on set so you could like see how the whole thing runs I was. I, well, I was trying to, um, for the most part. Uh, if I had to do it again, I would do more of it, um, just because it was my mm-hmm. first, and I, from now, know what to do more. Um, yeah. Because they were all doing it, and I guess I realized that now that they're doing more of the networking thing afterwards, um, and I kind of regret mm-hmm. it not doing it as much. But I yeah. got to see, because obviously it it is going to be an indie film, and I got to see a lot of the the kind of like directors like thoughts and things and like how they were doing this and like the editing version of things and we did some like not crazy set design but like just minor things like this and I was like ooh this is fun <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. I, I got to see a few things here and there um I got the network actually I I know a few people that just ended up moving to LA and I was like wow I actually feel like I have a few people I can call in LA and be like hi what's up what are you guys doing <laughs> you know <laughs> Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, and you're going to you're you're going to LA with us in June, right? I am, I am, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. So, how did you hear about VIP Ignite? Um, <laughs> I was going through my emails one day, and I saw one from Alicia, and I was like, "Oh, that was like fine, click." And I went to her webinar the next day, and then. The next day after that, I had the one-on-one with her, and then right then and there, I was on my way to L.A., and I was like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, I just talked to you. I guess I'll see see you in a couple weeks in Los Angeles. (laughs) Pretty much. And I, I, like, called my mom and dad after that, and they go, oh, that sounds like fun. Do it. Go for it. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. It's good that you have a supportive family. Oh, yeah, they are 100% – 
awesome, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. Every time I tell them I'm doing something, that they're always kind of skeptical, like a parent should be, just doing their like mm. parent thing, make sure that's okay, you know. Um, but mm. when it comes down to it, they're always if that's what you want to do and you're happy about it, um, go for it. So, yeah, no, I'm exactly. super, super happy and super. I don't know, just appreciative of everything I've always done. Yeah, awesome. So, um, you're also you also just joined our 30 day coaching, right? Our 30x coaching. How's that going for you so far? Um, well, just like you have told me, it is a little overwhelming, <laughs> but uh, it's going it's going well. I scroll through it as much as I can and get through whichever videos, whichever this, whichever that, and you can. Um, Mm-hmm. Watched the monologues here and there. I think I ended up watching a little bit of uh, I can't remember his name right now, but the the monologue coaching. Mm-hmm. Watched a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, super helpful. Uh, I've actually attended, oh, not attended, but I've listened to a few of the podcasts. Those are super helpful. Um, and I can definitely see it already becoming a um, a growing and a it's going to strengthen my LA experience basically. Yeah, definitely. That's our whole goal. Like, if you um, go through the, the all the coaching that we have posted already in the in the challenge group, our goal is to make sure that everyone who goes through that, when you get to LA, you hit the ground running because we've seen so many people. It's amazing. Like people who people have come in who have had experience, and then people who have come in who have had no experience. And after going through the training, like if you're if you're coachable and you're trainable, which if you were a gymnast, I have no doubt that you absolutely <laughs> are. Um, right. Yeah, if you, if you trust the process and follow it, by the time you get to L.A., you're going to just hit the ground running. You're going to be heads, in, heads, ab- heads above everyone else because, like, that's yeah, our goal. Yeah. We want to make sure that when you get there, we want everyone who goes to these events to be successful. So we're doing everything right. we can to, to help that, to help facilitate that. Right. Which is awesome. I, I'm so ready and so excited for it. I think I actually have like anxiety attacks here and there. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have this to do and this to do. And I'm like, oh, but it's good anxiety, good anxiety. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Don't have anxiety attacks on me, Garrett. I, I mean, I. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing too crazy. It's more of like when I go to bed, <laughs> like, oh my God, I have LA to worry about. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. No, it's going to yeah. be an awesome time. And I actually. Yeah. We'll be staying in West Hollywood whenever I'm there, and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to have a great time while in L.A. <laughs> My mom and dad are Yeah, definitely. Right now, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, we, we have so many things. Um, we have so many resources for you. So, if, um, And if you already have friends in L.A., you don't even have to worry about that. But, like, we're, we pretty much have everyone set up, like, the things to do, places to eat, all the fun stuff. And then the lineup right, of speakers right. is pretty amazing. So. I can't wait to be able I'm, to share all that stuff with everyone. <laughs> I'm super excited. Yes. It'll be my first time in LA too. So hopefully it'll be a great time. <laughs> oh, it, it'll, it'll most assuredly be a great time. So if you had to give someone a piece of advice, because you, you've had some experience, you've been on sets and all, like if you had to give someone a piece of advice who wanted to get into the entertainment industry, what piece of advice would you give them, Garrett? Um, just from my observations the past three or four months, uh, the best thing I feel someone can ever do to be more themselves. Um, and I feel that's the hardest challenge when it comes to almost anything in life is just being yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you do that, people obviously see that you're, if you're 
interested in this entertainment industry, like would you have that strong passion? And if you are yourself about it, then people will see it and they'll see the burning desire and they will want to work with you. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, be yourself and just kind of in a way everything happens for a reason. So just keep trucking through it and uh, yeah, have fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that piece of advice because authenticity, I think, is something that so many people miss. Like they go in and they, they go and they try to be what they perceive people want them to be, but they don't realize that mm-hmm. they have to go in and be themselves because there's only one you, you know? So right. I love, I love that piece and of advice. And I, from just being on the set one time, and this might have been a dramatic thing happening on whatever the heck, but the guy just wasn't good to deal with, and they actually fired him on the spot. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm stepping back um, because mm-hmm. he was just not being the greatest guy in the world. So if that helps any, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's eye-opening, too, because something else that people don't realize is, like, casting directors and directors and all, they want to work with people that they like. If you're the most talented right. person in the world, but you're a jerk, the word's going to get around. So, like, be authentically you, but also be be kind and be helpful and be on time and, like, all of the things because that's what will keep – like, you can get your first job, but in order to keep getting jobs, you have to, like – you have to be someone that people want to be around. Right. That's, that's a great piece of advice. Right. So, are you right – are you ready for my trick question of the podcast? This is my favorite question to ask everyone. Oh my goodness, do it. <laughs> so when you hit, when you become famous and you're like in all these feature films and different things, you're going to be featured in a mag in magazines. So which magazine would you like to be featured on, and why? Ooh, ooh. Hmm. I wish I read more magazines now. Um, let's see. <laughs> Usually it's the first thing that comes to mind. The first thing was Vogue. I feel like that just okay. has a greater impact on a lot of people, and it would be super fun to, mm-hmm. to do that experience. Um, yeah, probably Vogue would have an article in there about just who I am and the experience I've gone through, and hopefully people can be more inspired to kind of be themselves and do what they want in life, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Garrett, I just want to take I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast with me today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait oh, to hang course. out with you in LA. We're gonna have so much fun. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. And then what we have to do is get scheduled for a podcast after LA so you can tell everyone all about your experience. Are you willing to do that? Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to get to know you in L.A. (laughs) You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great great rest of your weekend, okay? (laughs) You as well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. I just want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Garrett, make sure you hit subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere the podcast can be found that you don't miss if one episode that is coming up. And if you are interested in learning how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, please go to our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar. Thank you so much and have a great day.